Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I have an amazing guest for you today. Now, this is a woman that I met at Potapalooza. And if you've been following me for a while, you've probably heard some of these interviews. Let me introduce you to Dr. Amanda Crowell. She is a cognitive psychologist, speaker, author, and coach. And she is focused on changing our perspective on the world of work. It is possible to do great work. Now, those are capitalized. Great work. Launch a successful business, make a scientific discovery, raise a tight-knit family, and manage a globally remote team without sacrificing your health, happiness, and relationships. Amanda is the author of the forthcoming book, Great Work, Do What Matters Most Without Sacrificing Everything Else, and the creator of the Great Work Journals. Her TEDx talk has received more than a million views and has been featured on Ted's Ideas blog and Ted Shorts. Her ideas have also been featured on NPR, Al Jazeera, The Wall Street Journal, Quartz, and Thrive Group. Thrive Global. That was a mouthful, Amanda. Hey, mm-hmm. so, so glad to see you here. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about your book? This is fascinating. Yeah. So Great Work is a book about figuring out what you were here to do and then taking steps to get closer to that vision without ever feeling overwhelmed. So the book has um, sort of three uh, three parts to it. The first is what is my great work? And, you know, often people don't quite know. You ask them, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be? And the answer that comes back very often is either that's an irrelevant question. I am who I said I was going to be. I'm stuck. I've made all of my choices. And now this is who I am. Or I'm not sure. I always felt there was something bigger for me, but... I don't know what that is. And then every now and then you get people who are very clear about what they want, but they have no clue at all how to get closer to it. Um, So the first little bit of the book is about, you know, looking at your life, evaluating what's happened in it, thinking through what you've enjoyed and figuring out the first, what I would call inkling of what your great work might be. 
Uh, the second half of the book tells you how to get a little bit closer to it following the great work method, which is what's also in the great work journals, which is a very um, time management productivity step-by-step process that I've discovered over the last decade is a way to actually do remarkable things without feeling overwhelmed. That's why I felt like I needed it because I was constantly striving on 17 fronts at the same time and getting on what I like to call the um, roller coaster, the productivity roller coaster of doom, which is like where you're utterly overworking and then you like nosedive into burnout and recover just just enough so that you can overwork again and then burn out and then overwork and burn out. And I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> Once you have kids, it feels, you know, it just really adds another layer of things that you feel like you're obligated to do well at. And then I had a couple of um, full body rebellions. At one point I had an autoimmune flare up that really, really kind of brought it to the forefront. Like either get this under control or, or your body is just not going to l- allow you to go any further. So the great work method is something that I learned um, how to do out of sheer necessity so that I could continue to do great work without like sacrificing literally everything else, my health, my happiness, my marriage, my children, all of it. So the second half of the book is, or the second little bit of the book is about that. And then the last part is kind of related to the TED talk that I did, which is about mindsets. Um, What are the things that keep us um, locked in what I call patterns of defensive failure, which is where we fail uh, by not doing anything to avoid having to live through the, the excruciating experience of failing for real. And so mindsets, self-expertise, understanding who you are as a very specific person, what works for you in terms of your productivity and time management. So it's really, it's really a sort of step-by-step pathway to doing what you were put here to do without having to give everything else, like feed everything else to it. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately you can't do great work if there's none, nothing of you left to do it with, right? Yeah. And if you have no resources or resilience because you've been on that hamster wheel of productivity for so long, mm-hmm. there's just nothing. You got nothing yeah. to give. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's a very joyless existence. Like, you know, when I've seen people in that place, you say, you know, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Who are you? They're like zombies, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that without some, intention and some personal reflection there that is an easy path for people to fall into because they think they're doing all the right stuff right like you know Mm -hmm. they graduate they get into the right school they take the right degree they make the right connections they make the you know the first post-degree career move all those things that we're supposed to do but Mm if if it's not done with any any of the underlying import that you're describing you're just, you're building your house. It's like a bunch of sticks that you're building on, on nothing. Right. Yeah. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. So do those, does you, the way you described it, it sounds like the book and the journals actually go together, that they mesh together very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what, where, you know, somebody was to read your book. I know it's not quite out yet, but if someone mm-hmm. was to read it, where would they start? Like, what's the one thing for them to start with, to begin with? Yeah. So it kind of depends on where that person starts their own sort of life journey. Some people really do know where they're headed 
and they're just overwhelmed all the time. They get stuck in analysis by paralysis by analysis, or you know, they're doing too many things and everything's just eking forward. Nothing's getting any traction. For, uh, for somebody in that position where you kind of know where you're going, the second little bit of the book is a great place to start, which is to say, uh, the question at the heart of the great work method is how can I get a little bit closer? I find that people overwhelm themselves. They think I need to do one one hundredth of becoming the world's best movie star this week if I want to be the world's best movie star in 100 weeks. But it really doesn't work like that. Actually, it's a you have to chip away at it and do what feels really kind of what I would call um, aspirational in the sense that you have to stretch for it a little, but also attainable an attainable aspiration. Uh, And that grows over time. What feels like an utterly overwhelming step today will feel very doable in a few weeks because you'll be further down the path. Um, So I would start in the great work journals. I would just start doing the weekly pages, which ask you what three things can I do to get a little closer this week? And then the daily pages, what can I do to get a little closer to what I said I would do this week today? And I find that even just doing that, even if you don't go through the goal setting or read the book and learn all about your self-expertise and all of that, can just transform your experience of great work because it feels like, oh, I see how it's a part of my daily life. I don't have to wait. I don't need to be given permission. I don't have to know how to do it. I can just begin. And that right there is such a massive shift that really sort of describes the difference between the people who do great work and the people who are hoping to do great work. So there's a, a little thread here that I'm curious about. So it's this just begin. So it's the having the vision, like your, mm. your example of I want to be a, a movie star, just yeah. having the vision. I mean, that's probably not necessarily most people's vision. No, but- say I want to get a, I want to uh, build a career in uh, corporate social responsibility. Sure. Okay. So that's the vision. So being, knowing that that's where you want to go, the, mm-hmm. at least the qualities of it. And then just starting, is that what you're saying? I just sort of want to be really clear there. So I don't, for a while, at the very beginning, I like to say that you have to get in the river. First, you have to get in your boat and get in the river. So you can be carried, you have a chance of being carried downstream, right? In the great stream of great work. Um, And for a while, it really kind of feels like when you're doing something completely new, like you're just paddling your boat around in circles. You're not really getting anywhere. And that's okay. That's what it's meant to be. You have to figure out, you know, in the example of corporate social responsibility, you might just be having conversations with people, looking at job descriptions, uh, reading books, um, talking to anybody who will talk to you. And it doesn't necessarily feel like you're getting anywhere, but what you're doing is you're sort of establishing the space that you're meant to be in. And then eventually it gets to the point where you understand the space a little bit and you can be a bit more directional, a bit more intentional. And then it's a question of, uh, if you look, you know, at the long-term goal of getting like a new job, then it's a question of like, where's your old job and what's the space in between and how can you just start this week? Maybe you decide you're going to get an interview with somebody you met at a networking event three months ago. So this week, all you're really going to do is find that person's email address and send them an email asking them to have like a Zoom coffee with you. And that can be enough for a whole week to get a little closer to great work. Um, so eventually you start to become more intentional. And, and then when the moment arrives that what the next thing you have to do is actually start applying for jobs, then that has a whole set of things that can be done over the course of a week or the course of a day. 
Um, the key always being that as long as you're taking, as long as you're taking it seriously and taking at least a step every day, every week, you won't get nowhere. You'll get somewhere. You'll probably get where you want to go over the course of time. And even if you find out that that particular role isn't exactly the match for you, right? Mm -hmm. But just knowing that helps you as well. The other thing that you haven't mentioned, but I'm curious about is when you do these three things, you know, you plan on doing three things and then you do three things, for example, Mm -hmm. um, reminding yourself of your progress, you know, and like just sort of reinforcing that, hey, I'm doing a good job here. I'm making progress. Like, you know, that celebrating even Mm -hmm. the the tiniest steps and creating that, um, you know, creating that environment. It's not just that you're looking at the list and yes, I did them, but that you feel good about doing them too. I chose this and I did it, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And in the journal, the great work journals, um, at the beginning of every day and the end of every day, there's a place to celebrate exactly that. There's a little gratitude section at the top um, that can help you. Rem- it, I don't really know anybody these days who's not dealing with a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> we all need a reminder that everything is not terrible when yeah. we're having that moment. And I feel like the gratitudes are really just very grounding in that sense. And then at the end of every day, you say, what was my favorite memory today? And it can be a joke that your son told you. It can be a, uh, a moment when your husband brought you a coffee, it could be the moment where you find out you get the job, but it doesn't have to be. And then at the end of every week, you collect your three favorite memories of the week. And that goes in the weekly page. And then you get this log of your life. I love that. And I think my favorite part of the journal though, is actually you've done the three things, right? You get to be done because that's the other feeling we never, ever have. I'm done. I did it and I'm done. And if you can build more done into your life where now you have no guilt, no regret, no resistance to the things that you need to do to build resilience in yourself, to take that nap, to watch TV, to make yourself an actual dinner, that is a habit of great work. That is the kind of stuff that makes it possible to get out of the grind. Because when you were describing the the feeling of the zombies who like are just so exhausted and overworked. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're sacrificing exactly their great work to the grind. It's like they've chosen this grind over the remarkable transformation of doing what you're sent here to do. And I think that's just really sad. I think our world is, is struggling in part because so many people have sacrificed their joy, their resilience, their contribution to the to-do list. And I, I don't think that that's doing us any favors. Yeah. And I would, I would even argue that they're sacrificing themselves. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, the great mm-hmm. work that you're, you know, that you've been describing sounds amazing and completely doable for people like this is not something that it's not something that's unattainable. Anybody could accomplish this, Mm -hmm. but they have to be on their own to-do list. You know, they can't be sacrificing themselves on the altar of somebody else's dream. Amanda, it has been so great speaking with you for the listeners. Anybody who wants to find out more about you, where should they go? Can you share with them a little bit? Sure. Yes. You can go to amandacroll.com. 
and we'll put that in the show notes, I'm sure. Um, And there you can find out about the great work journals, which are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all over all the places. That can be a great place to start and then get on the list so you can hear about the book when it comes out on June 7th, which is very exciting. Um, There'll be a lot of launch, launch parties, launch events that week to, and um, all of those would be great ways to, to find me. And I also have a podcast called Unleashing Your Great Work, where we talk about all these ideas um, and yeah, that would be how to do it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Okay, everyone. That's it for this week. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.